Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Welcome into Fizz Final, Brad Klein and John Eads re- recapping and dissecting this 38-14 win that Wake Forest has over Syracuse. And John, it was a tale of two halves. Syracuse was within striking distance at the break, down 17-7, but that third quarter, 21 to nothing in favor of the Demon Deacons. And one of those touchdowns came on a pick six from Rex Culpepper. And anytime a team is one and six for the first time since 2008, there will be questions asked. And the first one is, is Rex Culpepper the guy? Can the Orange continue to play football with Rex Culpepper at the helm? That's a great question, Brad. And, you know, we go back to that Pittsburgh game. A lot of people were calling for Rex to start after he came in and threw that nice touchdown pass to Taj Harris. But I think a lot of people are starting to, you know, retract that uh, that calling, that statement, because, you know, he is a backup quarterback. We didn't expect too much from him after DeVito went down with an injury, but he hasn't looked very good, and he's kind of just gotten worse as uh, as he's played more games. So now people might start calling for Jacoby and Morgan after that impressive uh, drive he put together uh, in the fourth quarter. Well, John, you're right. Uh, Rex Culpepper has gotten worse, and on three straight weeks, he's thrown interceptions on underthrown out routes, which is the least competitive throw that you can make in the Power Five, and, and especially in the ACC, when you're going up against defenses and with some some defenses that have NFL-caliber players on it, you can't make those simple mistakes. And I do want to focus on something that you said, though. You, you mentioned Jacoby and Morgan. And if you're a Syracuse fan, after this bad loss by 24 points, you're now 1-6 on the year. I understand why people would want to see the freshman out there, and especially with Morgan going 7-for-7, seven seven, just under 60 yards and a touchdown on an 80-yard drive. Syracuse fans should be licking their lips at, at Morgan right now. But at the same time, in the post-game press conference, Zeno Babers minimized that accomplishment. He actually compared Morgan's trip to a 7-on-7 drill because Wake Forest wasn't bringing in a pressure because they had a big lead. What do you think about that? I mean, is it really not a big deal that Morgan marched down the field with little to no pressure? Or is this uh, the prophecy for what we're going to be seeing from the Syracuse offense in the future? It's funny you mention that because I was just about to bring that up myself. You know what? I agree with Dino. Uh, I think maybe he's trying to... Uh, make himself look a a little bit better by keeping Rex in for a couple drives where people were probably scratching their heads as to why he did, you know, late in the fourth quarter. He finally put Morgan in on the last drive of the game. And hey, he went seven for seven for 57 yards and had a touchdown pass. He looked really comfortable in there. And Syracuse was playing with a lot of starters still. Uh, It may have been garbage time, but I was watching the wake defense closely, Brad, because I knew this would probably come up. People would be like, oh, we should play Morgan now because he had such a great last drive. I was watching the Wake defense. They were still playing, you know, man-to-man sets. Yeah. It wasn't just all deep zone stuff. So I think it could go both ways, but I certainly think Morgan deserves a little bit uh, more of a look going forward, especially when you're 1-6 and six, and there's really not much else to play for this year. Yeah, Brad Klein and John Eads on Fizz Final breaking down the 38-14 win that Wake Forest had over Syracuse. The Demon Deacons throttle the Orange in the second half, especially 
It was a, well, let's just call it an unbalanced second half, to say the least. 21 to nothing in the third, and Syracuse scraped together seven in the fourth, courtesy of Jacoby and Morgan, who's backing up Rex Culpepper right now. And yeah, we're talking about how the backup might be taking over for Culpepper. Culpepper, the redshirt senior, goes 15 for 27, a touchdown and two interceptions. And I think this is really the big hurdle that Syracuse fans, and especially Dino Babers, has to realize. Because I agree, Rex Culpepper has no business starting for a D1 team, let alone a Power 5 team, let alone a Power 5 team that's looking to the future. But I think the hesitancy from Babers is this. Rex Culpepper is such a good story. 2018, he beats testicular cancer. And I haven't heard one bad thing about Rex Culpepper out of that locker room. Everyone says he's a fantastic guy, he's a leader, he has a high football IQ. Everything you want to hear, every intangible trait that you want out of your starting quarterback, Culpepper possesses. The only problem is, he doesn't have an ACC arm, and for whatever reason, he's not making ACC decisions in the pocket. And I can break down why that is. There are a few reasons. But I think mostly Central New York just has to realize he's not an ACC quarterback, and that's okay. It's a great story. He's a nice guy. You want to play him, but you can't play him just based on the story. He has to produce. That's a good point, Brad. You mentioned all the things coming out of the locker room. Great attitude, high IQ guy. You know what? He could become a very good college coach, a very good football coach in the future. Uh, A lot of good (laughs) That's a slap in the face. He's a starting quarterback for an ACC team, and you're saying, yeah, maybe he can coach. That's That's a backhanded insult. Well, I, I think of a guy like Nick Sheridan, who was a quarterback at Michigan in the uh, late 2000s, early 2010s. Now he, he was the OC. Uh, he was a quarterback's coach in Indiana, and now he's the OC there. He wasn't a great college quarterback, but hey, he could be a great coach going forward. Um, but, you know, switching gears here, he, he has looked good at times. He has, He's shown that he can manage this Syracuse offense and at least be a game manager. But lately, uh, lately Brad, he's just been forcing too many throws, trying to do too much, I think. And another thing you could look at even is the Syracuse O-line. You know, it's not, certainly not one of the best in the ACC, certainly not in the country as well. Um, you got to think maybe uh, maybe he could do things a little bit differently if he wasn't getting so much pressure in his face, you know, on a down-to-down basis. Yeah, I, I understand that, but I think it's time to stop blaming the offensive line for every offensive woe that Syracuse has. I mean, Culpepper is not a mobile quarterback. In fact, in the pocket, when facing pressure – especially out of the pocket, I would consider consider him to be a liability. That's how immobile he is. And one of his interceptions came on basically pressure, and he made a bad decision. What happened was he actually wasn't even facing pressure. There was a hand up at the line of scrimmage, and because he couldn't roll out outside the pocket and create some room with his legs because he's Rex Culpepper and not Eric Dungey, He had to overcompensate, throw the ball a little higher. In fact, it was so high, it was about five, six, seven yards over the intended receiver's head, and it fell right into a Wake Forest defender. So at the same time, I understand that the offensive line isn't great, but how much of that is on Culpepper? Those two sacks, both coming from the strong side, that's Culpepper. He has to make the decisions. He has to get out of the pocket, and that's one of the reasons I want to see Jacoby and Morgan or Dylan Markowitz out there is because, sure, maybe they don't have the offense of the the strong arm that Culpepper does. By the way, Culpepper's arm, not fantastic. And maybe they don't even have as high of a football IQ, but they're physically more capable of creating, of extending plays with their legs. 
Yeah, Morgan, 6'5", 200 pounds, and you're right, Brad. He brings a different dimension to the game, the mobility. One play that really sticks out to me is when he rolled out left, threw it across his body to a receiver downfield, a 20, 30-yard throw. Very impressive for a true freshman quarterback, and he's he just has a, a little bit more that he brings to the table. He has a, you know, a, a stature that can take some hits. He can see over linebackers. I think Jacoby and Morgan has some pretty high upside, and maybe you look to go for him a little bit more if you're Dino Babers going forward. Brad Klein and John Eads with you on Fizz Final, breaking down Syracuse's 38-14 loss. They're now 1-6 on the year for the first time since 2008, and Wake Forest scoring, scoring 38 points. John, quite frankly, it's pretty on brand. And now we're shifting over to the defense. Syracuse has given up 38 or more in all four of their previous four games. 38 points to Wake Forest. 38, excuse me, 38 to Wake Forest. 38 to Liberty. 38 to Duke. And the exception in that stretch was 47 to Clemson. And I know we all like Tony White. And we all think the 3-3-5 is a good system in theory, but it's just not working out right now, and I know the, the critics out there are going to say, yeah, maybe we need to shift away from the 3-3-5 because ACC offenses are not being fooled. But for me, I'm looking at the 38 points, and I'm just saying, yeah, you know what? They're young, okay? Think about all the players that the 3-3-5 defense is missing. You lose Andre Sisco. You lose Eric Coley. Trill Williams didn't play, and now you have babies in the secondary who were expecting to redshirt. Instead, they're starting. You make a great point, Brad. Syracuse is down to its fourth and fifth stringers at some positions. And hey, let's go back to the first couple games of the year. The the 3-3-5 looked very good against an explosive North Carolina offense. It limited a Pittsburgh offense that was clicking on all cylinders at the time. And then you start to get some injuries and guys, uh, you know, sitting out with injuries, uh, going to the NFL draft in Andre Sisco's case. I think when you have the right personnel there and when the right guys are there, and it's going to take time. This is Tony White's first year. It's a completely new system from what Syracuse ran last year. It's going to take time. you got to be patient. And when you're playing with your fourth and fifth string guys, you can't expect, you know, uh, you can't expect a great performance on a week-to-week basis. I mean, you just can't. And you know what? Youth, John, is one of the reasons that Syracuse is losing and Syracuse is giving up points. It's also the reason why Syracuse fans should probably feel optimistic. But right now, there are going to be growing pains, and we saw a lot of that against Wake Forest in the 38-14 loss on Saturday. I go back to that play that Sam Hartman found Ja'Cory Williams, or yes, it was Ja'Cory Williams, and it was, excuse me, Ja'Cory Roberson, he finished with 130 yards. And look, I understand that Roberson is an NFL caliber receiver, but Hartman finds Roberson unguarded. And when I say unguarded, he was open by about 15 yards. I'm not exaggerating. And it was a touchdown. It was an 80-yard touchdown. I think I saw Amon Greenwood in my periphery, but really no one was there. And Tony White was of the, the opinion that it's okay if you make a mistake in this new system, especially for the freshmen, the only thing is you have to make the mistake at full speed. And there, and when you make a mistake at full speed, it's going to really pop off the tape and you're going to see some big head-scratching plays like that one. Yeah, absolutely. That was a, a major lapse in defensive coverage. Syracuse sent a blitz on that play and it nearly got home, but Sam Hartman did such a great job of stepping up in the pocket, evading the blitz, and then finding a Roberson wide open downfield and he did the rest. And that's the thing, you know, Sam Hartman is not an extremely mobile quarterback. Six carries, 24 yards gain, 14, or excuse me, 10 net. But 
he extends plays with his legs. And just to circle back to Culpepper, that's all we're asking. Out of the redshirt senior quarterback, we don't need you to be Eric Dungy just saying you need to give the offensive line a little bit more slack than the box score gives it credit for. Syracuse falls to Wake Forest 38-14. Let's be frank, the offense didn't look good. The defense didn't look good. This was an ugly loss. Brad Klein and John Eads on Fizz Final. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to tune in to the next edition of Fizz Final after next week's game against Boston College. We'll have coverage for you on Twitter at Orange Fizz and online during this game week on orangefizz.net. We'll see you next time.